Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi friends, and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. And I'm really excited about bringing you today's episode. Uh, it is a little bit different, uh, this one today, but I know that you're really going to enjoy it and get a lot of benefit and value out of this one. Uh, before we get into it though, we do have another fan of the week from our Do Life Better family, so thank you very much. This one is from Fred Jones, and Fred says, insightful. Found this podcast a few months ago, really enjoy them. The last one of 2018 provided a great structure to close out the year. Thanks, Dave. Well, Fred Jones, thank you very much. I'm really grateful that you find a lot of value in this one, particularly the one, again, to help you close out 2018. If you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you do go back and check it out, everyone. So again, it's really nice to see this Do Life Better family of ours growing out there. The downloads continue to be increasing, and that's down to lots of you who continue to share these podcasts with your friends and your family and people you know who'd like to be able to do their life even better. Now, as you know, on the Do Life Better podcast, we like to focus on things that you can do to enhance the quality of your own life and how you can positively impact the lives of your loved ones, your friends, your family, and those that you encounter each day. And well, today, I'm excited about bringing you something a little different. That's right. You see, this episode will give you some strategies and inspiration to help you make a difference on a bigger scale and in doing so also help you become healthier along the way. Today's guest is the incredibly high-performing and driven Lottie DL, who tried to drastically reduce her waste as part of her New Year's resolution in 2017 and realized how hard it was to not only find environmentally friendly products, but also find credible information around waste. That's why she started Benish to help Australians reduce their waste with the right products and even better information. Benish is a revolutionary online marketplace that not only provides the best eco-friendly products in the industry, but offers consumers all of the support they need to reach their zero-waste goals. During this episode, we chat about how waking at 4am every morning helps her achieve more, her week of zero waste, how your well-being can be improved by living without waste, and how you can live more with less. Now, before we get into it, a quick disclaimer. This one may sound a little different because it was recorded just after a family holiday before Christmas. And as you can probably tell coming up in this episode, I was still recovering from a bad cold. So my apologies about that one. And on top of that, we did have some Skype connection issues. So again, apologies about that. But please do bear with it because I know that you are going to find a lot of value and a lot of inspiration from this chat. And as always, please do take a screenshot of this episode, share it out there on social media, Tag me in at Dave Jorner and at Do Love Better Podcast. And also please tag in Lottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E-D-L and at Benish.au. That's at Benish.au. So for now, I hope you enjoy this chat with Lottie DL. Hi Lottie, thank you very much for joining me on the Do Love Better Podcast today. No, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to just get into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, in the lead up to speaking with you this morning, I was getting my son set up 
to watch you know, a movie while we're doing this interview with you today, just so we can have a bit of quiet. And as we're doing that, I was kind of cleaning up a bit as well because we had a, a family Christmas party last night. And I was just looking around the room, and I know that you're really big on no waste. And I was looking around the you know, the boys' toy room, and there was just rubbish, like plastic and paper and stuff everywhere. And even when I gave them some food um, to have as they're watching the movie, I must admit there were rappers involved. Lottie, I do feel really guilty about that now, chatting with you. That's right. But, I'll, I'll forgive you this once as long as you make some more positive changes after <laughs> this chat. It'll, it's okay. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm really keen, actually, to see how we can do that because I know that my wife is really big on this as well. So I'm really keen for some tips and strategies on how we can live more with a lot less. Before we get into it, though, I noticed that you are an incredibly busy person. You, you've got um, a lot going on for you. You are a content creator for women's health, men's health. You've got the Tosca Active Towels and, yep. and your Banish website. How do you possibly keep up with all of that? And, and you're quite young. How do you possibly keep up with all that <laughs> stuff and have a life at the same time? How do you do that? I do get this question quite a bit. And honestly, I don't know. It's a bit crazy. It's, it's all a bit manic. Coffee is part of my blood at the moment. It's just what I'm driving on. But um, I don't know why. I think I just feel so passionately about it all. And, you know, when you feel passionately about something, it doesn't feel like work. So yeah. when I'm spending my Sundays working on Banish or Tosca, I love it. So I don't think it's like, oh, my gosh, I've got to go home tonight and work hard on everything. It's just like I'm excited when I finish work to then go home and work on those as well. But it definitely does come with sacrifices and challenges. And I'm lucky that I've got a really supportive group of friends and family who, when I do say, hi, yes, we can catch up for one hour exactly, they go, okay, you're ridiculous, but sure, why not? I'll take it they're all part of the schedule so I think it's taken a bit of adjusting for them um but I do feel terrible about that but they're also supportive and understanding of what I'm doing oh fantastic good on you and there's you know a lot going around Instagram and that at the moment in terms of if you can't wait till Friday to have the weekend and to stop working or if you dread your Mondays then maybe you're not in the right line of work you know find a better job for you but you know, you're saying that you can't wait for one job to finish so you can just start the next one type of thing so sounds like you definitely have found some passion for you yeah definitely how where did that all come from how did you get so passionate about the work that you were doing um so for banish really i was writing this crazy article for men's health where it was you had to do a day in the life of mark Wahlberg, and he wakes up at 4 a.m every day so i was like okay you know what i'm gonna do it i'm gonna wake up at 4 a.m every morning for a week and i'll just see what happens and on the first morning that i woke up at 4 a.m i was just playing around and i was doing a little bit of tosca work and this and that but i just had this thought because my new year's resolution for this year was to help reduce my waste or to try and reduce my waste and I was finding it really really difficult it was really hard to find credible information but then also the right products that were also plastic free I'd order something that was eco-friendly online and it had come in a plastic satchel and I was like there's a bit of a disconnect here what's going on Mm. and it wasn't until I had my 4am wake up that I thought well why don't I just do it I may as well. I couldn't find anything else out there on the, online that was doing the same thing. So two weeks later, launched Banish. So the 4 a.m. starts is still continuing. So I've got wow. Mark Wahlberg to thank for that. Um, I just find for me, I'm just so much more productive in the mornings and it has just given me so much clarity in the headspace to really dedicate 
a lot of time towards the business. Awesome. Actually, if we can just look at that 4am uh, wake up for a moment, because one of the things I'm really big on is a morning routine. And I'm just thinking right now, just going through my mind, what time would I need to go to bed if I was to wake up at 4am <laughs> every morning? It so, is a bit ridiculous. I try and get to bed at about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, which right. isn't achievable for everybody, but it does still mean I can get around the six and a half, seven hour mark of sleep. Mm-hmm. And then, so when you wake up at four, what comes next? Is it meditation? Is it exercise? Is it coffee? What, what do you do next? Um, so I try and meditate, um, try and fit in at least 10 minutes of meditation a day, but full disclosure, I'm not great at it. And it's definitely not a part of my regular routine. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and meditate, but some days I just can't. I'm just really struggling with that, but I'm trying. Um, and then I'll just work on banish or I'll work on Tosca and what I'll do is I do all of the creative work early in the morning so I don't look at my emails I don't look at it, any of the account stuff or anything it's just purely creative so it's writing or it's planning Instagram campaigns and doing all of that kind of stuff and then at quarter to six I leave the house and I go to the gym and then when, once I finish the gym then I'm in my normal well normal for everybody else um normal life so then I've got gym and then I head to work and that's how I really start my day awesome you must feel so accomplished I suppose in terms of um you know they they talk about if you make your bed first thing in the morning then at least you've achieved one thing so you feel more productive and so on and again it's that sense of accomplishment but if you've already spent two hours working while everyone else is still asleep and then you go to the gym and then you start work no wonder you uh, yeah it must feel just so productive and like you've achieved so much it does and I think it meant then when I get into work I've got a bit of a clearer headspace to do work and to do my nine-to-five job because then I've done all of I've done my passion in the morning so I can really just focus on doing that again it's it sounds like you must be incredibly motivated and, and driven to be able to do that do you think that would have been possible without the 4am wake up Um, I don't, I I am quite a motivated person, yes, but I think it does definitely help because I think, yeah, as I was saying before, I think once you go to work and by the time I finish work, it's a taxing job, I'm absolutely exhausted. So then to go home and to then get that motivation and drive up again would be a lot harder, which is why I prefer doing my emails and the more just straight, straightforward things in the afternoon. So I definitely think the 4am wake up does help me. Awesome. And so again, you, uh, it seems like um, not only are you passionate about something, but you make it happen. You know, totally. You, the idea about we can make a better towel, so I want to go and do it. Um, I want to start reducing waste, so I'm going to go and do that. Is there someone who inspired you in some way? Is there someone who instilled that ability to take action? And you were like, when you were younger, who, who made the biggest difference? Who inspired you the most? Um, I don't really know, to be honest. I, I just think I've always thought, I think I've just always had people behind me in a supportive, supportive family that have kind of gone, well, if you want to do it, then you've just got to do it. There's never been a question of, well, let's do it next year or let's do that. Then it's always just been a very like, let's do it now. If you've got the idea, then why not? Mm. Like, why not just go for it? So I don't think there's been really a person that I like I look up to a lot of people but I don't think from a motivation perspective it's been that I just think yeah just got to do it now there's no better time 
Nice one. So in terms of Benish, then, uh, your, your website, you were saying that you had a new, new Year's resolution to go without waste. Yeah, so where did all that come from? Um, had you always been really big on no waste or did something inspire you to make a change? I think I've always known that we need to look after our environment better than we do. And when I was younger, we were always, we did composting when we were kids and things like that. But when I moved to Sydney and I was living a normal life, it didn't really come across as a priority for me at all. And it wasn't until I kind of watched a couple of Netflix documentaries or spoke to a couple of people that were doing amazing things online um, that were all in the eco-friendly sphere that I kind of went, hang on. I need to do a bit of research into this. And it, when I started doing that research was when I found the statistics that you can't, once you hear them, you can't really go back. It's all about the animals and the marine life and how they're suffering. And there's going to be more fish, there's going to be more plastic than fish in the sea by 2050. And I think that for me is something that really hit home because I love the water. I'm always snorkeling. I'm always surrounded by all of these beautiful marine animals and then to think that there's going to be more plastic than them in a couple of years time it was just something that really hit home for me and I think once you are armed with the stats and once you read everything about it you'd be crazy not to make a change you've just got to do something awesome uh so I'm curious I'd love to hear again more about Benish and and your goals and your vision for what you're doing there yeah so I think the main thing with Banish is that we can look to the government to make changes around climate change and create policies, but as consumers and as the, like you and I, we can make so many changes that will have a big difference. And I think in our buying habits and in the stuff that we choose to consume or the ch- things that we cho- choose not to consume, we're telling the people above um, what we want. And we're also making a big difference to the environment. And it might be just saying no to one plastic straw, but the impact that it has on the long run or it might be then the fact that somebody sees you without a straw makes them decide not to have a straw it makes the cafe owners going okay well people are actually starting to refuse straws now can we offer them a different alternative or can we offer them a benefit I think it has this great roll-on effect so it might not necessarily be something that's going to take 250,000 pieces of plastic out of the ocean but every little bit makes such a big difference for sure and i speaking about one little straw i read an article that you wrote about trying to go the whole week without any oh waste my God. and then it's so hard and then you ordered a drink and they gave it to you with a straw and then you kind of felt heartbroken what was that, exactly what was that week like and, and and that that straw what was that moment like oh my gosh it was so much harder than I expected I saw all these people on Instagram who've got these mason jars and they're like this is my whole like year's worth of waste and I was looking up to them going this is amazing and I thought well why don't I just try and do it I may as well like I feel like it wouldn't be too difficult for me I'm pretty good well I thought I was pretty good but it was so much harder than I anticipated I didn't really go out much that week because I was just so worried about when I was out if people gave me a napkin because that's what everybody does now you don't get a proper napkin that they'll put in the washing machine you get a paper napkin so I was really careful I planned everything out and then it wasn't until I had my first cup of tea on the first day that I realized hang on tea bags have plastic in it so wool I just really undid everything 
from the, from day one, but it was fine. I I learned quickly and I was able able to adapt. So I think by the end of it, I can't remember. It was quite a while now. I had about five different pieces of plastic or rubbish. So I was pretty impressed with my efforts. But yes, I think it was on day six that I went for a drink with a friend. I went for a coffee and I went. Oh, it's a really hot day. I'm just going to grab an iced latte. Didn't even think to say no straw please and then when it came she, my face she thought somebody had died I was just so <laughs> horrified <laughs> oh but no it was and I think that's just uh, one of those things she said I'll have it I'll take I'll take the straw from you and I said no that's not the point the point is that we never re- we don't realize that it's just so ingrained in us and people would say that's great customer service to give you a straw and it is to a lot of people but for me it was just going no why did I do that but no it was all it was all fun and it definitely opened up my eyes to the changes that I can make and now every time I'm getting a nice coffee it's no straw no straw no straw <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the biggest changes and you've maintained since going that week without waste um tea bags has been a really big thing for me because that was something that really shook me to my core I drink probably four or five cups of tea a day I'm a bit of a tea fiend um so then to know that I was having plastic every time I had a tea bag was just devastating so I've swapped to having loose leaf teas or there's a great um supplier that we've got on Banish who does eco-friendly tea bags so I always drink um her teas so that was probably one thing but I think another thing that really struck home for me was my use of paper towels which sounds weird and yes they can be broken down in the environment they're not plastic but just using them for the sake of using them when we've got so many other great alternatives like tea towels for Mm. example so now I use more tea towels than I ever have before but I'm buying less paper towels so I think that was something that really was a big one for me really with my week of no waste but I'm definitely I still have waste that's for sure but it's a whole lot less than I did at the start of the year. Yeah it must take a lot of planning and organization. It does, but I think kind of living a healthy lifestyle myself, I do food prep anyways. I do get organized in that respect. So it's mainly just now having a look at what's in my fridge so I don't have any food waste before I go to the supermarket or rather than having the, I don't know, the burrito bowl that I normally have for lunch every day. It's looking in my cupboard and going, hang on, I've actually got X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to make something different. So I use up what I've got. So I think it is it is about being prepared and it's about having your bags in the back of the car and it's having your water bottle on you at all times and things like that. But it's kind of like starting a new exercise routine. You start and it's this big thing and you've got to remember everything to take to the gym. You've got to remember to set your alarm. But you look back in six months and you're going, hang on, I don't even remember the time where I wasn't waking up at 6 a.m. to go into the gym. I think it's just all about about becoming a habit for you. So now when I leave, I know I've got my reusable bag with me. I've got my water bottle and I've got a bamboo straw. That's just me. And I just don't leave the house without them now. Nice one. Even in terms of, on a smaller scale for me, in terms of Coles and Woolies going without plastic bags now, the number of times I get to the shop and I realize my bag is still in the car, my reusable bag is still in the car. But now it's becoming more of a habit. It's becoming more of that routine now. And so I'd imagine as you're saying that, it's all about changing the way that you think. It's, it's letting it become more of a habit. I see food in the fridge. I'm going to use that food instead of going to buy other stuff or whatever. Um, so changing that way that you're thinking. Um, I know that you're really big on it also. Exactly. And I think like any kind of change, it does take a little while. But once you're back, in, once, you, once you're in the routine, you never look back. Mm, excellent. Now, 
again, I'm going to be working really hard on this as well to try to break my routine because I'm really big on, I'm a lazy cook. So I normally <laughs> make whatever's easiest and not what I really should, not based on the food that's still in the fridge type of thing. Um, so I'm really curious and to find out more about how, how do we live more with less? How can we do that? Well, I think my, the biggest thing for me is just going back to what our grandparents used to do. Like they had none of the inventions that we had now. They had none of the computers, the shiny plastic toys. They had none of this, but they still lived these amazing life, this amazing lifestyle. So it's just going back to our roots and back to our core. And it might be using an old milk bottle to then create a toy for the kids rather than buying them something new. And yes, it's still plastic, but you're extending the life of that milk bottle. So I think, yeah, it's just going back to our core. We used to live like this and we used to live so well. So it's just about going back to that. And I think what it comes down to living more with less is it's just valuing uh, it's just valuing what we've got. And do you really need a new dress or do you really need to buy the kids a present for their birthday or could it be an experience instead that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives? I think it's where we've been brought up in a society that values stuff. And that stuff sometimes doesn't really mean much to people. And a lot of the time we get that stuff because we think we need to follow the trend or we think that it will enhance our life better. But at the end of the day, it's just spending time together for me that is really what makes life better. And it's meeting new people and making new connections and getting outdoors and outside. So that really, for me, is what just excites me and makes me yeah, just appreciate everything so much more. I like that. So the idea of cutting back on waste actually helps you find what's really important in life in terms of, again, experiences over gifts. Uh, instead of uh, saving you money, instead of buying the latest trend, just keep the clothes you've currently got, that type of thing. Um, but also it must help you eat uh, healthier foods as well. If it you totally does. So did you find that your diet changed for the better? Yeah, so it has. So this year I have actually actually also become a vegetarian, um, which was partly because of the environment, but also I read um, the book, I'm not sure if you've read it yet, How Not to Die. No, and not yet. Oh, you should definitely add it to your um, reading list because after reading that, it has all of the evidence behind how living a plant-based lifestyle will um, prevent cancer and different heart disease and all of these different things. So I've switched to um, becoming a, yeah, being a vegetarian for most of this year. So I think with me that's been really helpful because it saved me money but it's also vegetables last a lot longer than meat in the fridge um, and also it's just mean that I've been experimenting with different flavours and to make vegetarian dishes a lot tastier you can't just put three veg on a plate and hope that hope for the best it will taste awful and you're not going to be you're not going to be satisfied with that but once you add chickpeas and sauerkraut and all of these different things I think it's yeah it's just delicious and I think on the sauerkraut angle as well I've started fermenting a lot more food because I need to use it up I need to what am I going to do with the rest of this cabbage or these cucumbers so I've started preserving a lot of foods and it's been so much easier than I anticipated and I have had some failures that's for sure I tried to make artichoke hearts and they just did not work for some reason um but sauerkraut for me is now this staple that I always have so it means that even if I've only got two things left in the fridge I've also got sauerkraut that I can add to my dish and I 
could do all of these other things. So I think it's about, yeah, it's just really changed my aspect on everything. And I think eating more vegetables makes me feel so much better and it makes me feel alive, which is great. It's fantastic to hear that your pursuit of reducing waste has actually has actually helped you become a much healthier person you know, through your diet as well um so yeah it sounds like the benefits again in terms of helping you become healthier um helping you appreciate what you have in life a lot more materialistic things but also your family and your friends you know, in terms of spending even more time with them instead of just buying them another new thing uh, exactly so. i think it comes back to your mindset as well and if you're appreciating lifestyle and if you're appreciating the people around you then yeah it just all really ties in nicely with a healthy lifestyle and I always knew that the two went hand in hand and I've always led well what I thought was a healthy lifestyle but I didn't realize the fact that it was actually really unhealthy for the planet so it's just really combining the two of those absolutely so what are some other strategies that anyone can do at home to really help you reduce your waste there's so many different places to start which I think is why a lot of people just go well I'm not going to do anything because I don't even know the first place to start. So I think if you just start with something small, 50% of the plastic that ends up in the oceans is single-use plastic. So it's just stopping using single-use products because it's things like your bags, your straws, your coffee cups, your water bottles. So if we're prepared and you've got that bag that you had – that we were talking about previously, if, you've, if you're prepared and you have all of those stuff in your handbag or in your car, then you don't need to worry about it because you've got this great reusable alternative. So I think for me that's the biggest thing that I would try and reduce is those single-use items. But I think other things is it's like when you're coming to your grocery shop, it's similar to the things that you've been saying in um, other podcasts about just choosing healthier options. The non-packaged foods are the healthiest foods. So you're getting your five veg and your uh, two fruits a day by eating those healthy foods, but then you're also not getting any packaging. Mm. So I think it's just things like that is it's around in the supermarket, it's going around the perimeter. Um, because all of the packaged foods are in the center of the store but it's things like when you're buying pasta for example you everybody compares price of pasta or well maybe it's just me (laughs) but I think everybody always compares prices but maybe also compare the impact that that's going to have on the environment so it might be choosing a box of pasta rather than a packet of pasta so small little changes like that I think have a really big impact and once you start making them then you'll look back and go oh well I can't believe I was doing that to start with so I think as well eco products are generally a little bit more expensive they're kind of like your organic fruits and vegetables as well they are a bit more expensive to start with but they go the distance they last longer they're going to be better for you so you've got to weigh up that cost as well so I think that's probably a couple of ways that I would reduce my waste I think the biggest thing is don't be too hard on yourself because if you're it's like if you're having a cheat day or a cheat meal you don't Mm. then go well I'm not going to go to the gym for the rest of the month you go (laughs) okay well I'm going to think about all of the amazing workouts I have done and I'm going to go tomorrow so I think that's the biggest thing with cutting your waste is you might have messed up once or you've gone to a Christmas party and there's only plastic water bottles available but you're going well I don't want to be hung over tomorrow so I'm going to have a (laughs) bottle of water but you've just got to take every little bit and I think nobody's perfect and if you can do a little bit it makes a big difference. Nice one and I I can't help but think about 
products around the house in terms of cleaning products, you know, like the different soaps and the different chemicals that you use for um, your personal hygiene, but then also to keep your house clean. Have you tried creating your own soap or anything like that? I haven't tried creating my own soap, but I have made my own all-purpose cleaner. So instead of like your spray and wipe and stuff like that. um, So what I've done is it's really weird because you can't compost citrus. So I had this big thing and I was like, well, I'm trying to reduce my food waste, but I have nothing to do with my lemon rinds and my lemon peels. So what I do, well, what everybody recommends you do online is that you pop them into vinegar, just into white vinegar, and you let them sit for a couple of weeks. And once they've sit, sat there and they've fermented a little bit, then you've got this great natural cleaning solution. So you just dilute as much of this vinegar solution to water and pop it in a spray bottle and then there you go and it cleans absolutely everything and you've got no chemicals. So that's probably been the one thing that I've made. I haven't tried making soap bars yet. Maybe in the future I will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll have to try that. So everything smells nice and lemony too, I'd imagine. Um, But I, I like that idea about you've got this waste which was the lemon, and then yeah. you try to find something to do with it. I quite like that. Have you used that, that method with other things as well? Yes, yeah, so I think I've been doing it with odd things around the house. Like the other day I was pruning my garden and I found some old dried thyme, and instead of just throwing that out, I went, well, hang on, dried thyme that I buy from the supermarket is just exactly what I've got here. And you could call it dead time, you could call it dried time. So then it's just about, well, okay, then I'll actually just pick all of this and then use that now is in my spice cupboard. So I think it's just about making little changes and it's quite fun going back to basics and everybody used to do this. So I feel like you enjoy it more. I actually kind of enjoy cleaning. I won't say that I do, but I'm on my way to enjoying <laughs> cleaning. <laughs> because you know it's making a difference. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, you, it's the fruits of your labor that you then get to use and you're going, wow, it actually works. I'm doing something here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And as I was saying earlier, with my sons unwrapping their Christmas presents, it reminds me just now that my wife likes to use those cardboard bags great instead of wrapping up a present to use the cardboard bag because that's reusable um yeah the people you give it to can use it you can use it all that type of thing are there any other apart from buying an experience instead of a gift yeah are there any other little hacks that you found in terms of gift giving if you do have to give someone a gift yeah no totally well what um another great way is there's this is just buying like hankies and tea towels for people and then wrapping the your like christmas presents in those so it looks really colorful and fun and then you tie them off in a knot and it's this idea i think i can't remember exactly what the term is i think it's i'm going to pronounce it wrong but it's like Fukunashua or something like that and it's a Japanese term and that's how they often wrap a lot of their presents so it's just going back to that which is a bit of fun but also I think what what's really fun and I used to do this as a kid was we used to get um, old pieces of paper and then we'd cut vegetables in half so potatoes in half and then mum had cut stencils some um, different shapes of like Christmas trees and stars and everything like that and then we'd print all of our own wrapping paper so we'd make our own so that was also a fun little way and I think the biggest thing is that wrapping paper isn't the devil it is actually recyclable at the end of the day but it might be the fact that you're buying something that is going to sit underneath the tree for 30 Mm. seconds before it gets ripped in half by the kids 
That's right. And at least uh, with younger kids like my own sons, um, they get lots of time playing with the cardboard box as well. So (laughs) (laughs) it's not straight to the bin. They use that lots and lots of us. But again, um, that's that's really important information, really helpful for me to remember also about not only what can I give someone, but how can you wrap it? Like that idea of wrapping up in a tea towel or even like a beach towel, I'm thinking too. Exactly. You you wrap up the present in a present as well, which is really cool. Totally. And you could get really creative and you can use old newspaper, which sounds terrible, but if you've got newspaper and then you wrap it with some coloured bows or some twigs from the garden, it can look really artsy and creative. Awesome. So um, before we get to our final two questions, is there anything I haven't asked you yet uh, or any advice or little life hacks around um, reducing waste uh, that you think our listeners would benefit from? Oh, I'm trying to think. I feel like we've covered quite a bit, but I think I'm still learning and I think everybody's still learning. No one's perfect. So every day I learn something new about how I can I can save money on this or I can stop using this or I can reuse this. So I think it's all about learning and you learn from other people. You learn fun little tips and hacks from people who, are, who have been in the same situation as you before or it's just about reading and finding new things. And for me, it's just about you never stop learning. So, yeah, just keep going. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, now, in terms of if our listeners would like to get in contact with you or um, you know, get onto your Benish shop or your Tosca Active Towers, what would be the best way for them to follow you and get in contact? Yeah, so um, you can visit Banish. We've got a website. It's banish.com.au on Instagram at banish.au and um, we're on Facebook as well. Um, For Tosca as well, just follow Tosca Active on Instagram or head to toscaactive.com. Fantastic. We'll put all those links in our show notes as well. Yeah, so I like to ask each of our guests, uh, you know, given their different backgrounds and their areas of passion, I like to ask them, what does do life better mean? So for you, Lottie, what does doing life better mean? Um, I just think do life better means to enjoy life. It means to really make the most of every opportunity that you're given. And for me, that's getting outdoors. It's enjoying things. It's helping the environment because I think for me, that's how I'm going to do life better is by giving back and enjoying my life at the same time. Thank you. So then with that, if you could give our, our listeners a challenge for the week, one thing to help them do their life even better, what would be your challenge? I think it would be to choose to refuse. So say no to something. It doesn't have to be everything. Just choose one thing. And don't go for the easy option. Don't go for the smoothie cup if you don't have a smoothie cup every day. Go for your coffee cup. Go, go for your water bottle. Maybe it's a straw. Just choose to refuse something. And I think if you do one thing a week, then you'll look back and go, my God, I can't believe that I used to use coffee cups or I used to use straws. And I think, yeah, just choose to refuse. Awesome. Thank you. I'm going to work on that a lot, particularly over the holiday season. And then hopefully it'll be a So habit. what's going to be your first thing? <laughs> Sorry, what's going to be your first? Good question. Thank you. Um, well, we're trying something at the moment. I'm, I, I love my coffee, maybe a little bit too much. And we have the Nespresso pods and... I've been doing a little bit of a look into that in terms of their recycling with that. So we have a a recycling bag at home now, which we're filling up quite a lot. So I'll be using that. And I like that idea of taking a coffee cup 
um, yeah. into the, the cafes and using that. I might have to have a look on your Benish website, see if you have someone there that I can use. <laughs> Take that in there. I, totally. And I think for me it was so hard this year when I wanted to switch then to iced coffees because I was going, well, I don't have – there's not really any trendy – well, not that I've found yet any trendy smoothie cups or yeah. iced coffee cups. So I literally just take a jar and they look at me like I've got four heads, but they love it at the same time and they do it and it tastes great. Awesome. So you take a, a, a jar, did you say? Yeah, just a jar and it's so easy and then you can screw the lid on and you put it in your bag and you know it's not going to leak. That's fantastic. You look trendy and you save the environment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, a win-win. I'm going to have to use that. Awesome. Yes, I will be very mindful of my coffees um, over the holidays <laughs> and also the straws. That's, that's a good idea too. And yeah, the wrapping. I have to get creative yeah. about that over the Christmas break too. Uh, Lottie, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time today. Um, and for our listeners, there has been some Skype issues today. <laughs> and Lottie, <laughs> I appreciate your patience with all that. And I want to acknowledge you for the great work that you were doing. I had no idea that by the year, did you say it was 2050, there'd be more plastic in the ocean than fish? Yeah, That is scary. Uh, thanks for the work that you're doing. Not only do you see a problem out there, but you're – you're doing a lot about it. You're, you're making a difference. You're um, using that passion, that drive that you have to bring awareness to lots of people out there. Um, you've created a website to help make it easier for people to reduce their waste as well. So, Lottie, for the difference that you're doing out there and also, you know, just thinking about my own sons because by, you know, by 2050 um, – Gee, how old would they be then? I'm much older, but it'd be nice to know that. Uh, hopefully, with the work that you're doing and the awareness that you're creating, that hopefully the oceans and the environment will be in a lot better place for them and for their families as well. So, Lottie, for the work that you're doing out there, thank you very much. And thank you so much for having me on. It's great, and I just love talking to people and really helping everybody understand um, the issues that are going on and how they can make a difference. So, thanks for being for listening. It's a pleasure, Lottie. Thank you very much. So there we have it, friends. And please do remember Lottie's challenge for the week, which is choose to refuse. Just go for one thing each week and then see how you go from there. So of course, I hope you did find lots of value in this episode. Please make sure you share it out there with your friends and your family. And of course, if you haven't yet, please do leave me a review. That way you can be the fan of the week. It also is a great way to help this podcast get in front of even more people just like you. So again, thank you very much. Please make sure you do subscribe and I can't wait to join you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages, And now it's time to get out there and do life better.